0: Hey, everyone, Jeff Cross here, your host of Friends with Employee Benefits. Uh, Listen, last episode, we had a little fun talking about everything but politics to escape the noise uh, of, of the election season and provide some comic relief to your day. But honestly, since then, most of us are feeling probably more stressed than even a few weeks ago with COVID cases on the rise Um, and even higher than they were back in the March-April timeframe, at least in terms of new cases per day. Uh, The holiday season's upon us. That could be a little stressful. The election is still stressful, uh, I guess, for a lot of people. So for the next 30 minutes, uh, I've asked Sarah Tarka, our well-being strategy consultant here in the Connecticut One Digital Office, to join the podcast to get a little serious in discussing how we can help support one another through these Challenging, stressful time. So, Sarah, thanks for joining. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Jeff. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Um, but we can all use a little help in, in learning how to deal with the stress and anxiety of the season and everything that's going on around. So, we'll dive right in. And I want to start with this, Sarah. You know, what are the biggest issues related to well being that employers are currently facing?
1: Ooh, well, you know, um, I, I think part of the challenge for employers now is really to determine what are the biggest issues. So you know, you have kind of the standard the operations, right, of the business, how to keep the lights on, you know, the the standard day-to- day operations. But you know now they're you know, we're really in this, and i I'll probably use this word a few times today, unprecedented, right? We're all getting a little tired of that word. But you know, we are in an unprecedented time where, employers, in addition to the day-to-day operations, they're really having to prioritize employee well-being. They're having to um, you know, really try to understand what, what is the balance? How, how much do we really get engaged in an employee's personal well-being? Uh, whether we want to or not, we're seeing a lot of individuals' personal stories. And, you know, I think that's a good thing. I call that a pandemic positive. But, you know, for employers, it's it's prioritizing the business operations, employee well-being, um, what level of transparency. You know, I think that's a big one for employers right now is um, not just what to share, but how to share it. Um, you know, how to really how to normalize the new normal as part of these open and transparent discussions. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when we talk to our clients, you, know, you think about it, I, I think that's the struggle is is they don't necessarily know how much to share if it sounds like, geez, we think things are a little rocky. Is that good or bad? So, um, you know, I, I think that that's a big issue for employers is is how to share it and how
0: much to share, you know? Yeah, once they've, but you start off by saying really one of the biggest challenges or issues is for employers is to understand what those challenges and issues are for their employees, right?
1: Right, you know, and if, you know, if there's anything that we've learned even pre-pandemic, right? if we go back and think about what we know about managing anxiety or helping employees in stressful times, we know that it's helpful to minimize uncertainty. So now we're working in very uncertain times. We're working, you know, we used to think we'd know when the end of this pandemic was. And, And now we're really having to say, geez, we don't really know when this is coming to an end. So how do we mitigate that anxiety? How do we stay safe? How do we help our employees feel safe when they either return to work or you know are working in an environment that's unfamiliar? So yeah. all, all of that for employers is is really a challenge in terms of, of helping to, you know or, or figuring out you know exactly what to do?
0: It's funny, I was talking to, to some the other day and they, they said to me, it's kind of a common question. When are we going to get back to normal? I'll be it'll be so much better. I'll be so much happier when we get back to normal. What what are your thoughts on that kind of outlook or 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 attitude toward the situation we're in?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I heard and I, I was a big NPR listener when I used to travel and commute to work every day, and, and now I'm really having to find when when do I get to listen to it? But you know, not that long ago I was listening and There was a story similar to that where um, someone was saying, you know, well, I just, I want to be happy again. And when this is all over, you know, that's, that's when I'll feel happy. And it's interesting, you know, we, we need to kind of stop waiting for it to be over. So this idea of when, when will it be over? We don't know. So learning to kind of live within that framework And um, there's a webinar that I listened to the other day. If anyone gets a chance to check it out, it was a New York Times webinar. Um, They have a a section called Well. And this was about really thriving in the pandemic winter. So coming up, we have, you know, everybody's saying, geez, we've got this winter ahead. And I'm sure for our employers, you know, they're saying, you know, how are we going to help employees to feel productive? And how can we thrive in this environment? And Dr. Asif Bitten, and I'm sorry, I may pronounce that incorrectly. Um, he's with the Harvard Medical School. And he really was talking about this idea of stop waiting for it to be over. You know, we, we need to change behaviors. And I encourage our employers to do that, to think about changing the, the mindset in that we, we try to kind of Find these moments of joy, find, you know, still connect your teams. Stop waiting for it to be over in the sense of let's figure out how to be happy and productive within this environment because we don't know when this is going to end. We need to maybe change or accommodate our behaviors with regard to safety, you know, maybe adjusting those, you know, client lunches or as individuals, how, how often we go out to restaurants, you know, maybe we start to be more aware of, you know, the, the COVID numbers so that we accommodate or adjust our behaviors based on what those numbers look like on a day-to-day basis versus a hard and fast rule. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes sense. And I think under, under, you you know, I was the I always thought that kind of putting conditions on your happiness and and always sort of moving the bar or moving those conditions to to say I'll be happy when, or I'll be happy if, is a little bit self defeating. And it, I guess it's a it's it's easy to do that in a, in, a, in a in an uncertain and crazy time like this to to make to put that condition on your happiness. And you're saying you get to remove that condition that you can find a way to happiness in whatever circumstance you're facing.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, in, and I think, again, Dr. Bitten said it really well, if you almost liken it to the, you know, if you had a family member who was living or in many of us do, you know, living with a chronic condition, mm. you, you alter your behavior because you care about that person, you know, you alter your behavior so that you can accommodate their needs. And yet, you still find moments of joy. You still, you know, celebrate milestones. And you. So, if we think about it in the workplace, in that respect, that we want to really not be waiting for this to be over before we get back to normal. It's about normalizing what we're living in now. Now, of course, nobody wants to normalize this, right? And, and it's it's certainly not an easy thing to do. But at the end of the day, we we don't want to miss out on on life you know at this moment in time you know we still want to celebrate life and we still want to celebrate you know progress and you know great moments you know whether it's for an individual or an organization
0: yeah I would I would personally be careful about, about you know normalizing it uh, because I, I think that's you know but but I, I totally understand the site and, and agree that well we don't want this to become i'm not a big fan of the new normal right because i i hope this is not and you know there's all that we're working on vaccines and i i still believe this too shall pass and but but we that but we can live within the current circumstance and live in the moment i think is the message
1: yeah yeah, yeah. and it's you know no one wants to normalize this but we do mm. want to get back to a sense of routine and productivity, yeah. and you know, and and be able to to celebrate. As I said, you know, the milestones and and the good stuff. So there are some positives. There are, there really are a lot of positives that that have come along as well.
0: Well, I think we've seen them. You know, we've seen over the last few months, uh, folks who are have shown great resiliency um, and and kind of dealt with it. You know, as best we can, and and in many ways turned. You know found some silver linings Um, and uh, we, we, you know, I think we've all seen the stories of people who found a way to be, you know, if not as productive, but maybe even more productive and found a way to be happy during these times. So for employers, this can be a real challenge when their business truly depends on employees being able to focus on the task at hand. So is it just sort of, um, is this just sort of random luck? Is there anything to be learned from the the happy and productive, from, from the folks who found a way to be resilient, to be both happy and productive?
1: Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of research and there, there's, there's a good amount of research on this, you know, well before the pandemic. It just means that, you know, in the pandemic, we've had an opportunity to really have a, a microscope on on mental health and especially maybe you know what we're seeing in terms of, of differences between how some folks are able to really thrive even in these circumstances and and some folks are really having a, a tough time hitting their stride and and staying on task to your point. So um you know there's there's a, a Dr. Michelle McQuaid who um She's. They've. They've done some amazing research um, with regard to looking at tenants of well-being that really impact an individual's ability to either, you know, to thrive in times of struggle, um, times of challenge. And and I think if we we start to really look at that in this environment, in this kind of microcosm that we're all living in, there's this aspect of. What is it that individuals have or that certain individuals have that speak to that resiliency? And it's it's not always just those people that haven't had struggle or haven't had challenge that are able to thrive. that That would be, in my mind, the what, what you might think, right? You might think mm-hmm. that, well, of course, you know, they're thriving because they don't have a lot of struggle. When, in fact, a lot of Dr. McQuade's research, sees the opposite it's you know folks who have had to learn how to accommodate and 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 function in these times of challenge and struggle because they've built up their skill set you know their resiliency skill set um, they they actually are doing quite well even living in a worldwide pandemic you know so right. i think what employers can take away from that is you know maybe going through some assessments with your employer so if if nothing else, the silver lining is that maybe we're learning, this is a great time to help employees learn and and develop a better skill set to be resilient, to manage stress, and to be able to thrive even in times of struggle. And, you know, that probably sounds simple or, or like a, an easy way to put that, but there are assessment tools that, that you can kind of score, or that employees can score themselves, and then training to follow up where you kind of train teams and departments and supervisors to help support each other. So it's a very collaborative approach to really building a real-life skill set that really helps the individual and the organization.
0: That reminds me, not, not to get too far off track here, but I, I read a book called Fortitude by Dan Crenshaw. And he's a he's a U.S. House of Representatives and he's a former Navy SEAL. And he had a whole chapter on I think it was called Do, Do Something Hard. And that was the whole is exactly what he said was like, you know, you almost have to you almost have to um, create struggle in your life. To learn how to deal with it, so that when it really happens, in an un, when it's not planned, and you and you run into these crises, you've got all those coping mechanisms. You know how to deal with it. You know you know what pain feels like, uh, and and you're more equipped to deal with it. The more you've experienced it,
1: you know, um, if you're a parent or for any parents out there, you know, we. You know that struggle, right? That struggle to kind of protect your child and and not let them go through struggle sometimes. And I think that's hmm. exactly it. Or if anybody watched This Is Us last night, this is this is prime <laughs> prime discussion about that. Um, it, yeah, it's hard. But I, I yeah. and in you know how how we as an, or you know how we work with employers to do that. I think um, there there are tools out there, which is the good news, you know that. But struggle. Too much struggle, we know, can be overwhelming, but right. you know, a little bit of, of struggle can can really help you to thrive.
0: Right. And practicing how to how to how to how to deal with it, you know, how to test yourself. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we we can't solve for mental health issues or stress or anxiety issues overnight, but what are some things that employers can do uh, now to support their employees?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I, I really look at um, the overwhelming nature of all of this, right? And I and I keep coming back to this, that how employers can kind of whittle down where do they start, right? So starting by asking, you know, asking your employer, employees, what do you need? What, you know, finding out what is of value to them at this point in time, because we know that everything has changed. You know, a lot has changed, a lot has remained the same, but for employers, I think it's really difficult and potentially a time waste to, to make blanket observations that you know, what, what you think might help one population might not necessarily be the answer. So you know, asking via survey tools—you know, asking how they're doing. There's a lot of great technology out there. That's it's another silver lining. Uh, how many vendor platforms and how many technology tools have really bubbled up to the surface um, in the pandemic, so that employers have these tools available to do quick pulse surveys. Polls, you know, asking the employees, what do you need? What's of value to you? So, that first and foremost, you know, checking in with them often, especially leadership. You know, leadership can really um, step up. And in addition to the transparency that we talked about earlier, but, you know, stepping up to the plate and, and whether it's via a video communication or walking around, if you're in an environment where you know folks are actually there and in the in the built environment that you can walk around and check in with people you can do you know communications via email or text messaging or video inserts but for leadership to really be a visible presence and asking how they're doing and and in addition to that for leadership to acknowledge the struggles that they're having, it's a really important, um, authentic way of communicating. Where you know leaders might acknowledge that I'm struggling too. You know, I'm I'm having a hard time. And when employees feel that and hear that at all levels, you know, whether it's from supervisors or management, it really goes a long way to making them feel that it's okay. To not be okay, you know, if they're feeling overwhelmed or they're feeling that they're not as productive as they could be. You know, we had burnout issues before the pandemic. You know, we had burnout um, estimates of, you know, 60, 70% of a population at any point in time, you know, maybe feeling signs of burnout. And we want in this environment, you know, to really acknowledge that you might be feeling even more so because. Um, I think there was a statistic, um, might have been on on one of the webinars that you were on, Jeff, that talked about um, about seventy percent of employees who are really feeling that they are overwhelmed by stress and anxiety. So, mm-hmm. for employees in a in this environment to feel that they're just even more overwhelmed, you know, we've got to really take that head on. So, for employers to really acknowledge that, communicate it whether it's via surveys or communications, that's certainly one thing that they can be doing. Um, Changing policies, you know, looking at, again, some of the good things that have come out of COVID, you know, we're really much more open to looking at shifts and policy changes, you know, the way we used to do it, what better time to make a change than now, right? So for, for leadership to really be saying, let's look at this and let's after we've asked our employees what they need let's really look at what's possible because the old way of doing it you know doesn't really matter because everything is different now so if mm-hmm. it makes sense to maybe dip your toe in the water and try something new or a new accommodation or a new shift or schedule change you know now's the time to maybe experiment with some of that because employees will feel that you're responding, you
0: know, to some of these needs. It, it, there was a recent webinar that I was on where, you know, one of the underlying themes was it it may be change can be scary. And a lot of employers think, well, geez, you know, I don't want to change anything right now. My employers are already dealing with with enough and too much and they don't want more change. But sometimes when you're in a particularly stressful environment, that that's when you really need to be to, to be. To be bold and to kind of make some changes and to try something new right
1: yeah that that the bold leadership you know that that message i think we we can't stress enough at this point in time because um you know employees need to feel that that someone's at the helm you know that's that's going to help guide this ship um so I, I i totally agree with that you know now now is a great time to do that
0: yeah this is something we're currently navigating here at our office, Sarah, as you know, it's holiday celebrations. So usually we'd be planning an office, Thanksgiving potluck meal for next week, uh, but we're adapting and, and making changes, crafting a cookbook so our team can still enjoy each other's recipes instead of meeting in person to enjoy them. What are your thoughts on keeping employees engaged during the holiday season?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a great question. Um, you know, I was joking with someone the other day about, you know, we always have the the ugly sweater contest, right? So with Zoom, you know, you could have an enhanced feature and do your ugly sweater contest and, you know, hopefully make those sweaters a little better. Um, But, you know, (laughs) this comes back to, again, this idea of really living in this environment. So we don't want this environment to last. We don't want this to be our normal, but for right now, it is what it is. So really trying to take some of those existing traditions, whether they be at work or they be at home, um, and making them something new versus something dreaded. So I'll give you an example, Um, Ina Garten, the, the chef and author, you know, she's all over the internet and cookbooks and everything. She's been promoting her micro Thanksgiving. Well, it's really just a fancy word for the fact that she usually cooks Thanksgiving for a crowd and she's cooking it this year for four. But you know, she's called it something new, right? She's called it a micro Thanksgiving. And, and it's all about kind of embracing this as you know, it might not be a new tradition, but it's new for this year and, and it's enjoyment. You know, it's still about enjoying what you can. So, you know, for employers, I'd be thinking in the same, really along those same lines, you know, taking your cookbook um, example, you know, what we're doing in the office, we're trying to share those recipes in some format, even if it's not together. Um, you know, looking at ways of maybe sharing stories, you know, if there's something that we've learned in this environment, we've learned a lot about our co-workers and we've learned a lot about human and, you know, the human aspect. And we've learned about our, our co-workers' families. Well, you know, maybe sharing these stories virtually of, you know, what are those traditions? You know, whether it be uploading photos, um, you know, using some of that technology where people share Photos instead of being there personally together, um, you know, technology is a big way that we can kind of continue to share without being physically in the same place. Um, but you know, I, I would encourage employees to really think about making it something different so that it's not, you know, oh well, it's not, it's not the same. No, nothing is the same. <laughs> you know, nothing yeah. is the same, but it doesn't mean that we can't enjoy it. Um, yeah. You know, another one is trivia you know we've also done this in our office so um, there's a lot of games that can be played virtually and i know i've heard that you know everybody is zoomed out but when you make zoom something fun and you know it's not a meeting you know it's not where it, it, it's a little different when you can maybe be having a beverage and either sharing stories or a game i had a group uh, last week that was talking about doing Pictionary so you know things that are visual, um, you know that that still works. It still works. You know it's not the same, but it's it's still something that can be shared.
0: Well, I'll just tell you, you don't want to be my partner in a pictionary game because <laughs> I I can't draw to save my life. But bottom line is, it's you got to get creative, right? There's still ways that you can have these holiday celebrations and get togethers. You just have to be creative.
1: Yeah, you know I I think too, Jeff. You know if you think about all of the um, the fundraisers and a lot of the nonprofits um, that, that organizations work with. And a lot of those nonprofits have really missed out this year, right? Mm-hmm. They've missed out because a lot of the events that we typically fundraise for, whether it be a running event or you know what have you, and a lot of those went virtual this year. And if you look at how creative some of those have gotten, so a gala that maybe previously was, was done, and we've done this with a lot of the, um, the award shows that you've seen where the galas have, have gone online and you know, they're certainly not the same, but there's actually a lot of benefits. You hear people talking about how, hey, I can have my cocktails in my living room all dressed up and I don't have to go out anywhere. I'm not having to worry about driving. So, you know, it's the same idea in the sense that, yeah, it's, it's certainly we've got to get a little bit creative, but we don't want to lose that sense of community. And for organizations, I think it's really important. Your employees don't want to miss that sense of community, that sense of connection, and, and the sense of still, you know, if we think about across the wide scope of well-being, Part of that is emotional well-being, it's mental health, it's really about still having some of those feel-good factors. So, you know, I think it's important to look at, you know, be creative and a lot of your employees are hugely creative. So, you know, put it out there to the employees and, and you know, have them make suggestions too, is another
0: way to go. Yeah. All right, Sarah, we're kind of bumping up against the clock here, but is there anything, anything else? What did we miss? Oh,
1: well, I'm going to give a shameless plug um, for we have an upcoming event, I want to make sure that we, we just throw that out there. Um, Engage is a session for employers and really anybody in your employee organization that really needs to or wants to learn about topics that are relevant for your population, especially moving forward into 2021. So the first week in December, We have, it's on December 3rd, it's a Thursday, from two to 3 p.m. We've actually extended this session so that we can wrap up 2020. And we're talking about mental health and we're talking about how we can really learn from this pandemic environment and take some of those pandemic positives and use them kind of as a springboard to move forward with positivity and really with programs that that make sense for employees moving forward. So we're doing a panel version this time. And my guests are, uh, one is Mehdi Space. And Mehdi is the founder of A World Without Suicide. Uh, I think you know Mehdi, Jeff. She is a ball of fire. She (laughs) is so knowledgeable. She works with employers of all sizes and She really has great information. So she's gonna offer insights for employers that I think are are just going to help you get that creativity started and be thinking about how to bring that message to your employees. We also have Remy Kayak from Mental Health CT. And Remy is the Chief Experience Officer for Mental Health CT. So she also brings a great wealth of knowledge and, and can really share how we look forward, how we can help to reduce stigma, how we can help employees feel supported. So I'm really excited to dive into this with, um, I I call them the dynamic duo of of mental health support. So it's going to be a great session. Um, You can go on to our Engage website to register for that. And if anybody has questions on it, certainly reach out to me, but it's going to be a great session again, December 3rd. Uh, from 2 to 3 p.m
0: okay great that's uh that's a good use of a shameless plug
1: yeah
0: (laughs) we're gonna wrap it up Sarah before we go I think you know this this is not your first rodeo I I as it relates to this podcast uh, so but we always ask a few rapid fire questions hot questions to each guest are you ready for that
1: I think so you think I would have studied for this but yeah go ahead (laughs)
0: all right cats (laughs) or dogs
1: Oh, I think my cat would kill me if I said dogs. I've got to go 50-50 on that one.
0: Uh, I'm not going to let you go 50-50. Are you? Because uh, Dogs,
1: uh, dogs. I'll say dogs, but don't let my cat hear that.
0: <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to have our very first uh, uh, cat um, <laughs> band on the program. All right, favorite band. Oh, geez. I, it's
1: not really a band. I got to say Garth Brooks.
0: No, no, that qualifies. He's got, yeah, he's got a, musician, a great band. band. Yeah. I
1: don't want to uh, insult him. He's got a great you know, band. But
0: yeah. That's good. Uh, if you could have one superpower, what would it be?
1: I just want to help everybody. I want to help everybody feel well. Is that a superpower? I don't know.
0: Yeah, you can make one up, and you just All did. Right, I'm going to make one down.
1: up. I'm, yeah, a wellness superpower. I want everybody to feel at their best.
0: Yeah, I see a new movie series um, in yeah. the works. <laughs> If you weren't doing what you do today, Sarah, what would you be doing?
1: Easy. I would be owning a coffee shop and chatting with people and learning about their experiences. I, yeah, I would do that.
0: Finally, you know this, that our theme at One Digital this year is uh, being bold. So what does being bold mean to you?
1: Asking hard questions, you know, ask, ask the tough questions so that, you know, you can get to the answers that aren't on the
0: top, you know. Great. Thank you again, Sarah, for joining us today from our one digital team to your team. We wish you a very happy and safe Thanksgiving as always. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. This has been yet another episode of Friends with Employee Benefits.